Hello and welcome to episode 8 of WNY Brews. My name is Scott. I'm a homebrewer just outside of Buffalo, New York. I'm a member of the Das Hausbrauers Homebrew Club. Very nice to talk to you today. This is episode 8. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about making hard cider. I am currently drinking a double IPA that I brewed at the house. I'll tell you about that. I'll tell you what I've been doing lately in the realm of Periscope. And I'll tell you my thoughts on Not Your Father's Root Beer. All on episode 8 of WNY Brews. If you are drinking with me, we are going to open it up in 3, 2, 1. Hey everybody, once again, my name is Scott and thank you for listening. This is episode 8. I'm going to get into hard cider in just a moment. I want to start today by talking about what I'm drinking. I am drinking a double IPA that we brewed here at the house. It is a wet hopped IPA, which meant that I took the hops right off of the vine that day, threw them into the uh, brew, and then I dry hopped with dehydrated frozen hops that I had from last year's season. So it was a wet hopped IPA because I didn't use dried hops. I used the hops directly off the vine. However, during the dry hop process, I did use dry hops from last year's harvest. So either way, all of the hops in the beer that I'm currently drinking were grown here at the house. It was an all-grain brew. This is 20 batches total. I did it in two different sessions. The first 10 gallons was all hops that were grown last year. This 10 gallons are all wet hops. So this is the wet hopped version of that beer. We're very happy with it. We're not giving any of this one away. It's it's living at our house. One in the outdoor kegerator, one in the indoor kegerator. So Let's talk about Not Your Father's Root Beer. I was on Periscope lately, and we'll talk about that in a second. I was on Periscope, and I reviewed Not Your Father's Root Beer, and I had a lot of people agreeing with me that it's not my favorite thing. Now, that could be because the people who are are following WNY Brews are, are more of a beer crowd, and I'm a beer kind of person. I much prefer beer over the hard soda type drink and to me that's exactly what it tastes like not your father's root beer to me tasted exactly like root beer and rum i mean as if i just put rum in root beer that's that's what it tasted like it's really not my thing i i could understand people liking it it tastes like root beer if you like root beer what's not to like about not your father's root beer i do like root beer but if i'm gonna go for an alcoholic drink i much prefer a beer And to be honest, when I opened up Not Your Father's Root Beer, I was kind of hoping for more of a beer. And when I say that, I have no idea what I mean. Do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know what I was looking for because it tastes almost exactly like I thought it would taste, like a hard (laughs) root beer. It tastes like root beer. If you like that, that's great. I've had Coney Island, too, since then. Um, I think I prefer Coney Island just a little bit because I like it more as a root beer. However, if I'm going to drink something, I would much prefer to drink a beer than a root beer. So here I am drinking my double IPA. Now getting back to the Periscope thing. I've been on Periscope lately. Practically everything I've been doing, I've been Periscoping because why not? Now if you go to WNYBrews.com, these videos aren't up there. I'm going to put a couple of them up there because I've been saving them to my phone, but Periscope only keeps the videos up there for two days. 
So if you go to my account, you're not going to see anything up there. However, if you download Periscope and you follow me at WNYBrews on Twitter, you will see when I am starting to broadcast live. And then for two days after that, you can watch what I've done. If you're curious, it seems like every time I've been doing something, I've had I've had on the order of... 30 to 50 people watching not all at one time sometimes people commenting you know feel free to comment I'll, I'll answer back feel free to leave hearts stuff like that so i am on periscope i'm on twitter i'm on facebook it's at wny brews on twitter to find out all of that information or you can go to wnybrews.com so hard cider we just made some hard cider and i will put the video up there it took me uh five minutes to make it <laughs> on, on video so I, I took a five minute periscope i'm going to put that at wnybrews.com forward slash episode eight so you can see the video but i want to talk you through the process and especially because this is western new york brews and hopefully you're in western new york listening to this i want to give you the steps that you can take around here to do this so hard cider is a great drink for this time of the year for fall because it's apple season right we went apple picking me and my family with with my wife and the kids and and the mother-in-law and and some aunts and uncles and cousins we all went apple picking together to an orchard and brought home pounds and pounds bushels of apples so of course my first thought was we can't eat all these we should drink some but i didn't want to have to deal with a cider press now if you do there are places around here where you can get a cider press you can go up to niagara tradition i'm pretty sure i saw a cider press at niagara tradition now that is not what i wanted to do so instead i went with pre-made apple cider. And when you're in this area in the fall, we have a lot of choices for pre-made apple cider. I went with Mayer Brothers. If you go to Mayer Brothers to their their cider mill, not to the supermarket. If you go to the Mayer Brothers cider mill, you can pick up pasteurized apple cider without preservatives. And that's important. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But you can go to Mayer Brothers and you don't have to worry about pressing your own cider. If that's part of the fun for you that's great i wasn't uh, i have all of my homebrew equipment i don't need something else like like a cider press so i just went out and bought some cider now if you're not in western new york or you're not near an orchard you could use musclemans from walmart or wherever they sell musclemans it's it's in the uh, gallon containers if you're in western new york certainly go to mayor brothers or go to one of the other orchards there's a couple up in the north towns that sell uh cider as well now if you're getting cider from an orchard, you need to make sure that it's either pasteurized or that you yourself heat it up to a point where you're going to kill the living things that are in there. And I'm pretty sure for hard cider, you want to bring it up to 165. I'm going to look that up and I'll put it on wnybrews.com forward slash episode eight. I'll, I'll do a quick little step-by-step guide. You're going to want to bring it up to temperature. However, since I got the pasteurized stuff from Mayer Brothers, didn't even worry about it. So here's what I did. First step, I went and got some yeast. I walked to the store. I have a store right by my house that that makes wine. It's 10,000 vines in Hamburg, New York, and it's a winemaking store. They have winemaking supplies, they have winemaking kits, and they sell wine there. So I went there and picked up a, a yeast, and I asked the guy, I said, what would be good for making cider? And of course, you can use an ale yeast, but that's not what I was looking for. I, I asked him specifically for a cider yeast, and he gave me EC. 118, which is a cider yeast, brought it home just in a five five gram packet, brought it home, threw it in the fridge. Step one. Step two, went up to Mayer Brothers. Okay, not completely true. Step two, 
contacted Mayor Brothers and said, can I get your cider without the preservatives? Because here's the deal. If you go to the supermarket, you're going to end up with cider with preservatives in it, which is fine. Tastes great. But the preservatives are going to hinder your fermentation, specifically the potassium sorbate, which seems to be the preservative of choice in most supermarket apple ciders, is going to sterilize your yeast. That uh, You're still going to ferment, but your yeast is not going to reproduce. And if you want a really healthy uh, yeast, if you want a good, healthy fermentation, you need a lot of yeast, right? So if you're using potassium sorbate, you are going to end up sterilizing your yeast. You could throw in enough yeast so that that doesn't matter. You don't need it to grow. However, I would just suggest sticking with preservative-free apple cider. Now, the Musselman's uses ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C, and that's going to be fine. Okay, any questions about this? You can go online, Google making hard cider. There are hundreds of thousands of websites that tell you how to make hard cider. But I'm telling you right now, go to Mayer Brothers. If you're in Western New York, go to Mayer Brothers. Five gallons of it cost 30 bucks. It was like five something a gallon, so after tax. 30 bucks, I've got five gallons because I'm going big or I'm going home. I'm not going to start with the one gallon, but of course you could. You could start with a one-gallon batch. No way. I started five gallons. We brought five gallons of it home, and I sanitized the carboy. Okay, sanitization, of course, is sanitizing? Sanitization, yeah, is key. We do not want anything growing in here because I am not bringing it up to any specific temperature. It's pasteurized. That's been done for me. That means that I needed to have my carboy sanitized very nicely, and I needed to make sure that there was nothing touching that apple cider from the bottle into the carboy. I didn't use a funnel. I poured slowly directly into the top of that carboy and I made sure it didn't touch the sides. You ever play Operation? It was exactly like that. Pouring it in slowly, I got five gallons of that in. I dumped in the yeast and capped it off with a bubbler and with a stopper, both of course sanitized, filled it with sanitizer solution, brought it into my basement. I'm looking at the thermometer right now, 71 degrees. I have a non-contact infrared thermometer showing me 70.4 on my fermenter. And this is about 10 days in to the ferment as I'm recording this. I'm sorry, I wasn't looking at the microphone. This is about 10 days in as I'm recording this. And it is still bubbling. It is still going. I tested it yesterday, and it's coming in at about uh, 10, 15 at this. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 10, 15 at this point. I'm going to let it go just a little bit more, let it bubble some more, and then I am going to keg it because I hate bottling. I haven't bottled a beer in over a year, and even that time, that was just something special. I haven't bottled regularly since my third brew. I was done with bottling. I hate bottling. So I keg it. I'm going to keg this, and I am going to back-sweeten it. Let's talk about that. Because this cider, as I tasted it yesterday, was great, but it was tart. It's dry, and it's it's tart. There is very little sweetness. And why is that? Because, of course, the sweetness, the sugar, is being eaten by the yeast and is being fermented into the alcohol and the CO2. The CO2 is, of course, leaving the fermenter through the bubble, but the alcohol is sitting in there, and I, I can't wait for this. But it's a tart dry cider right now. So looking up online what I should do with that, I could just drink it. And truthfully for me, I'm very happy with that. If I have five gallons of it and I assume that other people are going to have some too, I'm going to back sweeten this a little bit. So that means I'm going to add sugar to it as I'm kegging it, but I'm not going to add just sugar because Anybody who has bottled knows if you're going to add sugar to it before closing it down into something like a keg, you're going to create 
more carbon dioxide, you are going to ferment that sugar out with any yeast that is left in there is going to attack that sugar. So first of all, it's not going to sweeten it if I just put in sugar. And second of all, I run the risk of damaging equipment or overcarbonating or any number of bad things happening. So looking this up, how to back sweeten, I am generally looking for non-sugar sweeteners like Etruvia or a, uh, what's the other one with an S? Splenda. So we at the house, we, we will use Truvia every once in a while. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge fan of the aftertaste on these things. So I am going to back sweeten this, and I'll periscope this when I do. Follow me at WNYBrews on Twitter, and you can see me do this. I'm going to back sweeten it, and I'm going to be testing the flavor as I do it to make sure that it's just a hint of sweetness, but that it's not overpowering. Because I still want a nice tart apple flavor in this, but I want to, I want to take some of the edge off of it for other people who are drinking. So that is making hard cider. Literally three steps, right? Now you can go as deep into this as you want, and I do not feel guilty about this at all for doing it the way that I did. So here were my steps, three steps. Step one, get yeast. Get a champagne yeast. Get a cider yeast. Okay, step two, get some pasteurized, preservative-free cider. If you're in Western New York, I prefer Mayer Brothers. Okay, go up to their cider mill. It's going to be a long line because it's fall and it's a fun place to be. So go stand in line. Get yourself one gallon if you want to just try it. Get yourself five gallons if you've got a carboy. That's why I went with five gallons because of these carboys. I might as well fill it up, right? So I went and got five gallons. That's step two. Step three, sanitize. Make sure everything is clean. You don't want anything else getting into this because if you get other bacteria in here and they get going on it too, you're going to end up with something like a vinegar and that is not what you want, right? We want a cider. So sanitize, very, very important. Then make sure that you stay sanitary through this whole process. You pour in your cider, you put in your yeast and you get it temperature controlled. The yeast packet says that it was is fine for 70 degrees and that's where i'm keeping it it's temperature controlled in my basement just the fact that it's a basement and it's a really old basement stone brick uh cinder block 70 degrees practically all year long which is great right perfect for brewing beer so those are the steps to making cider i hope you try it now is the time to do it i'll tell you right now i'm also right next to it uh, fermenting in autumn amber, and I'm going to be doing a pumpkin ale within the next two or three days. I'll periscope that as well. I'm going to be serving that at Thanksgiving. When people come to the house, I'm going to have that on tap. Plus, I have the bottled pumpkin ale from last year, and that's the last thing that I bottled, and I saved a six-pack of it for this year on Thanksgiving, we're going to open those up too. So it's going to be a great time. Guys, thank you for listening to WNY Brews. I'm sorry it's been so long in between episodes. I've been on Periscope. I've been working on other things. And the school year started. I'm a teacher. So it's been it's been pretty hectic. We had a Disney trip in there too. We'll talk about that in one of the later episodes. But we are back. This is episode eight. My name is Scott. I really appreciate you listening. And once again, this is the Rearview Ramblers with the Can't Buy Beer with Condolences. Thank you to them for letting us use their song as our theme song and we'll see you on episode nine because you can't buy beer with condolences